On day 164 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of Scripture. Uh, we have uh, just covered the Davidic covenant and the rich promises of David having uh, one who will come from his own body who will reign on the throne forever. And of course, there is an interruption in the Old Testament of the Davidic line, but whenever Matthew writes his gospel, uh, he traces the lineage of Jesus you know, from the very beginning you know, to being the son of Abraham, the son of David, uh, coming out of and bringing his people out of the exile. And so we see the eternal one uh, reigning on the throne. So we come to chapter 8, and I'm not sure why I chose chapter 8 in our readings through this. It's kind of a technical chapter, but what you see happening in chapter 8, uh, it is a little anticlimactic. Uh, you know, to add, you know, it's a lot anticlimactic to the Davidic covenant. But you do see the enlargement uh, of the nation under the rule uh, of David, and you see this high moment, and not only this high moment, but in the first three verses of chapter 9, a very tender moment in, in the life of David. So if i choosing these readings over again, I would do just three verses from chapter 8 and uh, all of chapter 9. Uh, but instead, we'll do all of chapter 8 and three verses from chapter 9, and we'll figure this out as as we go along. I'm Paul Kemp here with David Keith and Matt Kresge and Katie Kresge. And uh, before we read, uh, we, we pause to offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Uh, we, we come to Scripture, uh, you know, not simply to learn information. We come to Scripture to be in relationship. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have made yourself known to us and that through your spirit and through your word, uh, you communicate to our heart and enliven our spirit and, and cause us, uh, Father, uh, to long for you and cause us to, to capture your own heart and, and to be more like you. So we do pray, Father, that uh, through your, your scripture that you would cause us to be everything you created us to be and everything you redeemed us to be as we continue to walk with you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Second Samuel 8. In the course of time, David defeated the Philistines and subdued them. And he took Methek Amah from the control of the Philistines. David also defeated the Moabites. He made them lie down on the ground and measured them off with a link of cord. Every two links of them were put to death, and the third link was allowed to live. So the Moabites became subject to David and brought him tribute. Moreover, David defeated Hadezer, uh, the king of Rehob, king of Zobah, when he, sent, uh, when he went to restore the monument of the Euphrates River. David captured a thousand of his chariots, seven thousand charioteers, and twenty thousand foot soldiers. He hung, hamstrung all but a hundred of the chariot horses. When the Armenians of Damascus came to help Hadezer, king of Zobah, David struck down twenty-two thousand of them. He put garrisons and the Armenian kingdom of Damascus, and the Armenians became subject to him and brought tribute. The Lord gave David victory wherever he went. David took the gold seals that belonged to the officers of Hadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. From Teba and Barathai, towns that belonged to Hadezer, King David took a great quantity of bronze. When two, king of Hamath heard that David had defeated the entire army of Hadezer, he sent his own son Joram to King David to greet him and congratulate him on his victory in battle over Hadezer, who had been at war with him, uh, with two. Joram brought with him articles of silver and of gold and of bronze. King David dedicated these articles to the Lord, as he had done with the silver and gold from all the nations that he had subdued, Edom and Moab and the Ammonites and the Philistines and Amalek. He also dedicated a plunder undertaken from Hadezer, king of Rehob, king of Zobah. 
and David became famous after he returned from striking down 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of the Salt. He put garrisons throughout Edom. All the Edomites became subject to David. The Lord gave David victory wherever he went. David reigned over all of Israel, doing what was right and just for all of his people. Joab, son of Zeruiah, was over the army. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was recorder. Zadok, son of Ahitub, and Amalek, son of Abiathar, were priests. Sarai was the secretary. Benai, son of Jehoiada, was over the Kerithites and the Pelethites, and David's sons were priests. David asked, is there anyone left in the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. I summoned him to appear before David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. The king asked, Is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. And, of course, I don't know why I've cut off there. This would be a great place to keep reading. But the son is uh, Mephibosheth. Mm -hmm. And uh, what a beautiful picture of of grace. He was the son of Jonathan. He was unable to rule. He was unable to even work his own lands. But David brings him into his house and by his grace allows him to eat from his table. And so you have these major victories, you know, of David and the consolidation of the crown and people praying tribute to him. All of the tribute is going into a treasury that will eventually be a part of the building, you know, of of the temple. But you also have this tender moment. I promised Jonathan, uh, you know, and of course he promised both Jonathan and Saul he would not let their family name disappear. And of course in the battle with the Philistines is all but has disappeared. So David does seek out this one son, and the son in the struggle against the Philistines was, uh, after giving birth, dropped and has become lame, and David shows uh, compassion to him. Would have been a good story to read. Uh, next time we read through the entire <laughs> Bible, we should include that. What a picture of God's heart. I mean, he's known as the, the man after God's own heart, and what a picture of God that, that he would remember that promise that he made his friend, his dear friend, and um, that even after kind of following just this account of all these um, military victories that he's having, um, he's we have this account of him remembering this promise that he made to Jonathan. So and and showing a tender moment. I just think that's such a sweet picture of our the heart of our God who remembers His people, remembers the promises He's made to us, and, and our helplessness before Him. It's yeah. not because of you know our dignity or because of our position. We're allowed to eat at his table, not because we bring anything to the table, but because he, by his grace, you know. So it is an abundant picture of you know of 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 God's and of God's goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only way that Mephibosheth was remembered was because of David's remembrance. Like, in other words, he had he was not on the radar. Period, and it's only by the grace of the king that he was welcomed to the table. Um, otherwise, he would have been completely <laughs> overlooked and, and forgotten. And, of course, this is a little bit different, as Matt pointed out a couple of days ago, in David's response to Michal, you know, as he is dancing before the Lord. Uh, by the way, Michal, I think God chose me in my house, not you in your house. Yikes. And uh, you'll never have kids, <laughs> so there. Uh, but you do have... You know, happily ever uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not no. That's no. Not 
<laughs> not at all that happens. You can anytime you start a joke, David's going to take it a little further than it needs to go. But anyway, <laughs> that's why we love you. Better David than uh, me. Yeah, well, and, and Katie. But anyway, yeah, that, that's that's not get into our personal stuff right here <laughs> in, in, in in the in the middle of a podcast. But it is a, a beautiful picture of, of kindness, and and you hear the line over and over again: "The Lord gave David victory." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, wherever he went. Obviously, there are some things in this that are offensive to our sensibilities. Yeah. You know, the fact that he has the cord and every two measures, you know, he he puts to death, and every one measure he allows you know, to live. And, and and of course, you do see in there a picture of both, you know, God's judgment and God's mercy as well. David um, could have wiped out all of his enemies. He's 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 left them a heritage, and he's left them he's left them a place. But again, we, we measure justice by the person of God, not you know, by our sensibilities. Just a reminder, you know, of like, just contrasting the reign, the reigns of Saul and David, yeah. you know, that we see Saul, the spirit departs from Saul, you know, and, and you begin to see that the kind of the downfall of the kingdom, you know, or Saul's king kingship there where the Lord's spirit departs. But here, you know, God has covenanted with David. He's promised to, from his line, you know, establish the throne forever. And, and now you're beginning to see the presence of God, you know, enabling David. And I mean, we, we, there's a lot that we look at and we say, oh, you know, David this, you know, David's the one man after God's own heart. You know, and yet underneath all of that, we just see and, and kind of hints along the way, it was the Lord who was with David. It was the Lord who who brought this about. And, and I mean, the same is true for us. If, if we're going to, you know, if there's anything in us that that's producing faith you know we need it it comes from the lord and we need the spirit and and it is you know it is a picture not only the fulfillment of the davidic covenant is god is subduing his enemies before him and giving him uh, rest on every side and and of course it's in the heart of that rest that he is able to make this compassionate move you know toward mephibosheth but this is also the fulfillment of the promise of god's covenant to abraham i mean he said you know look look all around you look to the north and the south Mm -hmm. and east and west and Everything you see, uh, I will give to you and your people. And of course, that was um, part of David's prayer. You have given a place to your people, and we see the expansion of that place in accordance, you know, with the promise of God and the blessing of God. And, and of course, the hope that you have in this, you know, passage is the rest of God. You know, what what is important, you know, here is, you know, not only that, you know, are they getting more lands and they're getting more treasure and these treasures are being dedicated to God and out of that, you know, generosity is flowing, but they are entering into his rest. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's going to be a pattern you see in the in the New Testament where the writer of Hebrews invites us yeah. not to miss out on his rest. Mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of us too, because we're pursuing, yeah. you know, the things of the world rather than pursuing the grace that we have. You know, in the Lord Jesus Christ, yeah. and of course, the invitation of the Lord is, on one hand, you know, to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me every day. But on the other hand, all you are weary and burdened, yeah. you know, come to me, mm-hmm. and, and I'll give you rest. Yeah. And people see that, you know, in in chapter nine in the story of uh, Mephibosheth, that you know, you get this frequent note: he's from Lo Debar, which is no pasture, you know, no place of rest. That. Mm-hmm. Here is the lame man who's in a place of no pasture, no rest, yeah. and the king invites him to sit at his table and enjoy the rest and the bounty of his presence. And yeah, I don't know if we're going to get to the rest of the Mephibosheth story, but if you're listening to this, I, I mean, you did go. I think we're about to. Uh, it looks like it looks well, like that's just, where you want to go. I love the. I mean, for the rest of the story, you know, 
he, David's going to tell you know Ziba that he's given everything of Saul's household over to Mephibosheth, and and so you can kind of get the wheels turning. What's going to happen? You know, she sees Mephibosheth as someone to take advantage of, and sure enough, she's going to trick David. And he's going to end up giving her everything, and yet Mephibosheth in the end will come back and say, you know, oh, I only want the king's presence. You know, being with you is enough. And it's just, a, I mean, a great gospel story. And, mm-hmm. and I think for us to see, you know, is for us, is Jesus enough? And so follow the story. It's a great story. It and points us to Christ. Now there's no doubt about it. Uh, but we often talk about, you know, being uh, restored to us everything we've lost, you know, to the ravages of sin. Yeah. Of course, that is pictured in restoring all of, all of Saul and Jonathan's land holdings, which would have been incredible. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, second, uh, you know, to David's, you know, to David's only. Uh, in, in, in the heart of that, so it is a it is a wonderful story that I wonder why anybody editing readings from the scripture would have left out, but somebody did, and uh, it does set us up uh, tomorrow for a darker turn. You see the compassion of David in the next passage. You'll see a heart of discontent in David that uh, leads to to great sin, uh, but we'll save that one for another day. David, you mind closing us with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for the wonderful reminder that um, when we were lost, when, when we had been forgotten, when we were so far from you, um, Jesus, the great King, came for us. And so thank you that in Christ Jesus, we've had everything restored, that we get to enter into the King's presence and enjoy him forever. And so, Father, may that truth uh, be pressed deep into our hearts. Um, in a world where we're looking for so many other things to satisfy us, uh, may we find true rest and true satisfaction, um, true peace in the presence of the true King. So we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.